Maybe you've seen a cast of a Bigfoot footprint, but what about his handprint? Or even more impressive, not to mention unique, his butt print. Do you know which state officially declared one of its citizens their official Bigfoot lady and issued an official proclamation designating October 20th the state's official Bigfoot day? It's in the same state where you'll also find the Bigfoot handicapped accessible garden. And would you believe me if I told you there's a Bigfoot beauty pageant where one lucky contestant is crowned Miss Skunk Ape? We'll explore all of that and more in this episode of Macabre Museums, where we get swept off our feet exploring Bigfoot museums. Tall, dark, and handsome. Or, in Bigfoot's case, tall, dark, and hairy. Sasquatch is as elusive to find as the stereotypical romantic ideal. But in this episode, we're going to explore seven museums where Bigfoot will sweep you off your feet. Or, at least the people running them might. Their passion for the big hairy beast is infectious. Hello, fellow restless spirit. Courtney Marock here. I'll be your host and guide for this first episode of our newest season here on the Haunt Jaunts podcast, Macabre Museums. Well, you're actually stuck with me for all of the episodes as I'll be hosting each one of them. Anyway, thank you for joining me for this one. I'm doing something a little bit different this season. So if you've noticed my eyes kind of bouncing around going back and forth, if you're watching this, it's because I'm videoing myself recording the podcast so that I can put it on YouTube. But if you're listening through just the podcast, you can't see what my eyes are doing. So anyways, if you're wondering what the hell is wrong with her eyes, that's it. Anyways, whether you're watching this or you're listening on whatever podcast platform you prefer most, thanks so much for sailing the airwaves with me. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Speaking of episodes, let's get on with this one. These museums aren't going to visit themselves. One thing to note is that while all of these museums are focused on the same hairy beast, whether they call him Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or Skunk Ape, they each also offer their own unique take on him and strive to highlight the creature's connection to their region. We'll start out where the legend began in Humboldt County, California. That's where you'll find the Willow Creek China Flat Museum in Willow Creek. It's not really specifically dedicated to Bigfoot. Its aim is to preserve the history of the eastern part of Humboldt County and the western part of Trinity County. However, 
part of that history involves the birth of the Bigfoot legend right there in those very parts. That's why they have a collection dedicated to it, as well as a massive Bigfoot statue outside of their building. And it's why if you ask people for directions to the Bigfoot Museum, they'll know exactly what you're talking about and where to point you. Before researching the museums for this episode, I would have told you that Lauren Coleman's International Cryptozoology Museum was the first of its kind dealing with cryptos or cryptids in general and Bigfoot specifically, but I would have been very wrong. We'll explore his museum more in another episode of Macabre Museums, Monsters and Mythical Creatures. But long before Coleman opened his museum, there was the Willow Creek China Flat Museum. Something else I would have told you that I would have been very wrong about was that the Patterson-Gimlin film that captured footage of a Bigfoot in 1967 was what made the region famous. Again, I would have been wrong. It definitely helped catapult Humboldt County into the public eye more, but according to History.com, the legend actually started in 1958 with a newspaper article in the Humboldt Times. It highlighted a fun, if dubious, letter from a reader about loggers in Northern California who discovered mysteriously large footprints. To reporter Andrew Genzoli's surprise, who thought it might simply make for a good Sunday morning story, it fascinated readers. They wanted more. So the Humboldt Times printed follow-up articles about Bigfoot, which was originally spelled out in two words. The name the loggers gave to whatever had created the prints. Then came the Patterson-Gimlin footage, followed by the tourists, Bigfoot Curious, and Bigfoot Hunters, a flow that's still in play today. The museum is closed November through April, It's open Wednesday through Sunday, May through September, and Friday through Sunday in October. Admission is free, but donations are always accepted and appreciated. Next, we're going to jaunt from the northwest to the southeast and head to where you'll find Bigfoot's stinky, swampy southern cousin, the skunk ape. In addition to sightings in Georgia's Okefenokee Swamp, they've also been spotted in the Florida Everglades, which is where you'll find the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters. As per their website, the Sheely Family Skunk Ape Headquarters has served as an Everglades icon and world-famous roadside attraction for decades especially after Dave Sheely caught a photo of the legendary creature in 1997. And he went very popular viral, as they would say back then all over the news. Or they would say viral now, but we didn't have social media then, so it was all over news and news shows. You won't see an actual skunk ape in captivity in their attraction, of course. But according to RoadsideAmerica.com, you can see a small display about them in the headquarters, including the cast of a skunk ape print and some of Dave's photos. 
He's also got a DVD for sale featuring skunk ape photos and videos that he's taken. If you want to see real-life critters, though, they do have an animal exhibit complete with alligators, turtles, and snakes like Goldie, their beloved reticulated python that's one of the largest in captivity. You can also book an eco-tour at their Everglades Adventure Tours or a cabin, chicky hut, RV, or campsite at their Trail Lakes campground. And for some real wild fun, RoadsideAmerica.com mentioned that in years past, the campground has hosted the Everglades Skunk Ape Festival, complete with a Miss Skunk Ape contest. And in October, they've celebrated with, what else? Skunktoberfest. But here's what I wonder. If instead of doing the chicken dance, they do like some sort of Bigfoot polka. I don't even, I can't even imagine how that would be. Or maybe somebody just dressed up as skunk ape does the chicken dance. I don't know. Uh, if you've ever been or if you know someone who has, you can either leave a comment if you are watching through YouTube or um, even if you're watching through YouTube. But if you're listening on the podcast, you can send an email to podcast at hauntjohns.net. Okay, so next up, we're heading back out west to Felton, California, to check out the Bigfoot Discovery Museum, whose mission since its grand opening in 2006 has been to edutain the public with the facts about mystery primates around the world. They also use cryptozoology to teach reverence for wildlife and conservation of wilderness, which is all noble missions. Like its California cousin, the Willow Creek China Flat Museum, admission to the Bigfoot Discovery Museum is also free, but if you want to donate, they'll gladly accept it. Staying out west, we'll head to the Sasquatch Outpost in Bailey, Colorado. Once it opened in 2014, this simple, affordable, memorable museum, as it calls itself, quickly earned a spot on the top 10 wackiest places to visit in Colorado. According to RoadsideAmerica.com, this former country store turned Bigfoot museum is more Sasquatch shop than museum, but the outpost does contain the Sasquatch Encounter Discovery Museum, a little museum with a variety of displays, which includes a history of Bigfoot and related artifacts, as well as a map pinpointing Colorado sightings. For the kids, there's a little cave that they can walk through where they'll see a baby Sasquatch sleeping. Speaking of their shop, in addition to any kind of Sasquatch and Bigfoot, anything that you might want, they also sell outdoor gear of every variety, including camping, fishing, rafting, hiking, and more. Atlas Obscura noted that they also offer Bigfoot-themed expeditions, and during the second weekend of August, they host the Bigfoot Adventure Weekend. Our next museum stop takes us from the Rocky Mountains to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Expedition Bigfoot, the Sasquatch Museum, is North Georgia's biggest family attraction. 
judging from all the reviews on everything from TripAdvisor and Yelp to Google and Facebook, it's also got to be one of North Georgia's most popular, too. In addition to Florida, Georgia sighting maps, they also have the country's largest permanent display of footprint casts and the world's only Bigfoot research and tech vehicle on display. Visitors can also kick back in their Sasquatch theater or browse their well-stocked gift shop. RoadsideAmerica.com reported that among the most impressive exhibits was the full-size Ape Canyon Incident Diorama, and one of the most unique casts in their collection was the Bigfoot footprint. Bigfoot's booty, that just cracks me up. Have you ever even heard of such a thing? Did you know that a Bigfoot booty print even existed? That's what I love about the paranormal. Just when I think I've seen and heard it all, I'm reminded that, no, I have not. Okay, we've explored where you can polka with Bigfoot in the Everglades and see his booty print in Georgia. Now we're going to head to another museum in a town where Kool-Aid, of all things, was invented. Hastings, Nebraska. Harriet Bigfoot Lady McFeely opened the Bigfoot Crossroads of America Museum and Research Center in 2018 because, as RoadsideAmerica.com put it, there wasn't a Bigfoot museum within 500 miles of Nebraska. Which isn't entirely true. The Sasquatch Outpost in Bailey, Colorado is 469 miles from Hastings. And ironically, the first time she saw Bigfoot was on a camping trip in Colorado. However, 469 miles, that's close enough to 500, right? I'm being a little nitpicky. It's the Virgo in me. Sometimes that comes out. Still, she saw a need to fill a Bigfoot vacancy in Nebraska, so she opened her museum. Plus, as she told a RoadsideAmerica.com field team member, she also needed some place to display her Bigfoot collection, especially all of the bones she'd collected over the years during her expeditions in search of Bigfoot. She'd had them scattered all over her kitchen and on her dining room table. As she put it, I didn't have very many people who wanted to come over for dinner. The bones are now housed in her museum's appropriately named Bone Room, which includes possible Bigfoot skulls and bone remnants that Harriet's convinced are evidence of Bigfoot's leftovers, meaning meals that he ate, not leftover Bigfoots. Although, I guess the skulls in some way are Bigfoot leftovers too, right? My favorite photo of her on RoadsideAmerica.com is where she's posting with the plyboard cutout of a Bigfoot print pressed under a skeleton's foot. She lets visitors compare the size of their foot against that cutout, too. Like all the other good Bigfoot museums do, the Bigfoot Ladies also has a map pinpointing Nebraska Bigfoot sightings, as well as casts of Bigfoot prints, both feet and hand, and an exhibit about Zana, the wild woman of Russia. 
but her museum has the only garden I ever came across. The museum's website explains the idea for the Bigfoot Handicapped Accessible Garden was born when a wheelchair-bound attendee at the Nebraska Bigfoot Conference expressed an interest in experiencing what people see and hear during Bigfoot investigations. Her garden attempts to recreate that. Also, she really is the state's official Nebraska Bigfoot lady. Governor Pete Ricketts bestowed that distinction on her in October 2020. He also issued an official proclamation designating October 20th as Bigfoot Crossroads of Nebraska Day. Our last stop takes us to the newest Bigfoot Museum, which just opened in June of 2021. In downtown Sutton, West Virginia, inside the Mountain Laurel Country Store, you'll find the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum. It contains the same kind of displays as other museums of its kind, including track castings, encounter stories, locations of Bigfoot sightings, art, and there's even Sasquatch merchandise to shop because that does seem to be a pretty popular thing to have on hand in these Bigfoot museums. However, at the time of this recording, the museum is temporarily closed for a couple of reasons. The first was that they had planned a small expansion to add more displays in 2022 anyway. But the second reason is they've unfortunately experienced a tragedy. One of the museum's co-owners died on January 24th, 2022, due to complications from COVID-19. Here at Haunt Johns, our thoughts and prayers are with the friends and families of this man as they mourn his loss. And hopefully they'll find comfort in his legacy living on as part of the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum that he helped to create. hope you've enjoyed our exploration of Bigfoot museums in this first episode of the Macabre Museums season here on the Haunt Johns podcast. I do have to note, though, that one thing that was really interesting while researching the museums was when I did come across reviews, how consistently, no matter what the museum was, where it was, the number one thing that people really enjoyed was that talking with the people who have opened and run these museums is really the highlight of most people's visits. I take for granted, based on what I do with haunchons, that the average person really hasn't ever talked with someone who has either had a Bigfoot encounter or believes in Bigfoot or admits to either one. You know, it's really, it's easy to dismiss somebody as crazy, but when you really get to talk to them and hear their stories and it's genuine, I mean, when you've really experienced something or whether your eyes were tricking you or not, or you really saw something, you can tell when somebody is genuinely serious about something and they're really like, wow, this happened to me and sharing it with you. And when they're trying to blow smoke and so many of these people, obviously there's people that are hoaxers trying to blow smoke, whatever. But a lot of these people at the museums, 
they really believe they've seen something, heard something, experienced something. And to listen to their stories, it sucks you in. So a lot of visitors, that was the number one thing they really enjoyed the most about the, the museums. It's interesting to see the cast or to see the sightings or whatever the unique thing might be that these museum has. But the interaction with the people, that's what, what really makes these museums stand out. So just wanted to, to add that in there too. Have you ever visited any of these Bigfoot museums? Or have you had a Bigfoot encounter? Let me know. Leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube or if you can comment, you know, based on whatever podcast platform you are listening through or send an email to podcast at hauntjaunts.net and let me know that way. Anyways, I do hope that you've enjoyed our exploration of Bigfoot museums in this first episode of the Macabre Museum season here on the Haunt Johns podcast. Again, my name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this episode. Next time, we're going to conjure up a little hocus pocus and focus on where to find magic museums. Wands, hats, and capes optional. Until our paths cross again. Ciao for now. Mm -hmm.